You're listening to a Roddenberry podcast. I'm Kim Horcher, and this is your Sci Fi Five Five Minutes of Science Fiction History for March 1st. In the Star Wars universe, you have the original trilogy, sequels, prequels, spin offs, one offs, animated series, and so much more, all expanding on the story of the first film. But the very first sequel, the novel Splinter of the Mind's Eye, released in 1978, two years before Empire Strikes Back, but never actually made it to the silver screen, set a couple of years after the event of A New Hope, then of course only known as Star Wars, and what would retroactively be a year before the events of The Empire Strikes Back, Splinter of the Mind's Eye opens with Luke, Leia, and the droids on a diplomatic mission, for real this time, to recruit new planets into the Rebellion. But after encountering an energy storm, they have to crash land on the swampy planet of Mimban, with no means of escape. While laying low and trying to find a way off-planet, a local senses the Force in Luke and shows him a shard of a Kyber crystal. That's Kyber as in K-A-I-B-U-R-R crystal, as opposed to Kyber, K-Y-B-E-R crystal, which are the crystals that are used to power lightsabers and, ah, you know what, that's just gonna be a whole other episode. Anyway, Luke and Leia end up being imprisoned by stormtroopers and after escaping, they make their way through the swamps looking for the rest of the crystal while having to deal with giant worms, indigenous tribes, and imperial patrols. Eventually, they find the crystal but Luke is pinned beneath a giant rock just as Darth Vader arrives. Leia and Vader have an epic lightsaber duel where Leia is injured. Luke saves the day in the nick of time empowered by the crystal and Obi-Wan mojo and cuts off Vader's arm. Vader, being Vader, keeps going anyway but ends up falling into a pit, giving Luke and Leia, now also healed by the crystal, a chance to escape. Pretty cool, right? Okay, so where on Earth, or Mimban in this case, does this all fit into Star Wars lore, and why was this movie never made? Find out in a few. During the production of Star Wars in 1976, author Alan Dean Foster was hired to ghostwrite the novel with only some rough scripts and pre-production art to work with. As part of that contract, he would also have to write the sequel to the film as a novel that was specifically designed to be adapted to film with a low budget, in case that scrappy, unknown Star Wars film didn't make any money. So, those parameters shaped a lot of the story. Not only was a space battle scrapped because it would have been too expensive to shoot, but Han Solo and Chewbacca are nowhere to be seen because Harrison Ford hadn't signed on to do more movies yet. A third novel was planned along the same lines, but of course, Star Wars was an enormous hit, allowing George Lucas to change gears and make a big-budget sequel. Elements from the book would make their way into later films, like the swampy terrain of Dagobah, giant worms, and clashes with tribal warriors, but the unfilmed book remained in a kind of canon gray area and was considered as 
as one of the key parts of the beginning of the Star Wars Expanded Universe. Of course, like so many other Star Wars properties, the book was officially relegated to non-canon Legends status a few years ago with the streamlining of Star Wars lore in 2014, but it is still fondly regarded for its influence and nods to it still pop up here and there. For instance, in the canonical Rise of Kylo Ren comic book series, they mention an artifact called the Mind Splinter on a moon of the planet Mimban. And with shows like The Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett setting stories back in the Battle of Yavin era, the Splinter of the Mind's Eye storyline might be back on the table. Kyber Crystal Confusion? Notwithstanding. This has been 5 Minutes of Science Fiction History, your daily Sci-Fi 5 for March 1st. Sci-Fi 5 is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment. This is a Roddenberry podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.roddenberry.com.